Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. thing is until you can erase three february's shut up Bang! quality over quantity lebron has beaten some of the best competition in nba history he's the goat emoji i will not cuss i will not cuss i will not swear i will not swear where sports is the base life and fun are the results this is the brian snow show 
Good afternoon, everyone. Brian Stone here with you. As we continue our quest to get the Brian Snow Show and Snowman in the Morning and other programming from SDM Sports Radio Network on Radio Row next year in Las Vegas. And to help out, we're going to talk some baseball. There's my buddy hey, Dana Regan. He joins me right now representing the San Francisco Giants. What's up, Dana? Uh, not much. Just uh, listening to the talking heads there on <laughs> TV. And I see that uh, Correa finally signed, but with Minnesota. Why are we not surprised? Not. Why, why are we not surprised? Because we had well, talked about I, this since I, the day yeah. he signed. He supposedly yeah. signed with the Giants. Right. And I, I was one of the few uh, online with the San Francisco you know, Chronicle, people like that, that said I, I thought it was a good thing. I trust our mm-hmm. medical staff for years. They've kept they kept right. Rodon on the mound all year. I, I mean, yeah, they, they know what they're talking about. If they say there's an issue, you know, then there's an issue. And sure enough, well, we put up with two weeks with the Mets, <laughs> you yeah. know, doing the same stuff. Doing the, doing the same thing. So, I, you know, doing the, doing the yeah. same thing. Yep. My baseball inside my baseball insider Dana Reagan joins me this afternoon as we talk all things Carlos Correa and baseball. And you mentioned something that only I've mentioned, the folks on my morning show have mentioned, and very, very few others. Bone density issue with Carlos Correa. Yes. Yes, there uh I I believe not, I don't know this for sure, but usually they do what's called I think it's called a VEXA scan. It it, it, it does a bone density uh scan and just to the injuries i mean the cracked ribs from a professional massage really that's the one that really got to me the ankle is mm-hmm. going to have its issues because of the reconstruction surgery you know you're mm-hmm. going to have arthritis and stuff but man i don't i've never heard anybody getting three cracked ribs from a massage i just don't Nor am I. that that bugged me that, that that was a red flag for me yeah big time but big nobody time. talked about it though you know nobody talked about that issue they're all about the foot so you know so why did nobody? So why didn't anybody talk about the the bone density issue? Okay, let me rephrase that and, and say it the way I'm supposed to say it, and only I can say it. Why didn't anyone want to talk about that bone density issue with Carlos with Carlos Correa? You know, Snowman, that started actually back when it happened in 2019. The Astros tried to keep that quiet. I mean, that yeah, was a really small little blurb, you know. Uh, and nobody made a big deal about it, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as I go through, you know, I, I try to track, well, I'm getting to the point where I'm going to track all teams and all players, you know, every move yeah. they can make as far as they go on the injury list. I've got the Giants, Cubs, life covered, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I can look and see it. Who's been on the injury, you know, on the injury list quite a bit. And, uh, yeah. and everybody knows about Korea because he's a big star, you know, and there's mm-hmm. other people. I, I mean, it's just, if it, if it's the same type of issue, I see with a couple of Cubs players that that would that would concern me as an owner because yeah. he's not getting better, you know things like that. So I don't know why it got put um, on kind of the back burner. I mean, nobody like I said, you know, like I said, nobody really talked about it. No, yeah, no one wanted to talk. No one wanted to talk about it. Howard Kensel, the Warrior, no, is going to have I, a show on uh, SDM Sports Radio. They're scared of Scott Boris. I believe that to be true. What are your thoughts? Yeah. 
you know, I'm all for players having good representation. Yeah. Uh, Scott Morris, of course, has been at the top of the game, but he also irritates the heck out of me. Uh, yeah. I think he goes over the top. I think he lies. I think it's a, it's a, I think he does too. Sometimes. I yeah, think he does too. To get, these, to get these ridiculous to get these ridiculous contracts for players, no one wants to, no one wants to talk about that, but we will. Uh, no one yeah. wants to talk about that. What's what the, Scott Boris? I, I mean, if you have earned a big contract and your agent can get you one, by all means, if you have the track right. record, I'm old school. Okay, you and I are old school. If you've earned it, then you deserve it. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> The trying to get Carlos Correa a 12-year deal when there's a bone density issue and no one talking about it? No one even bringing it up? Yeah. I mean, I didn't like the length of the contract either. And I know, you know, that Farhan, as far as the Giants go, he has always been not big on long contracts. And the Giants, ever since Barry Zito's contract, mm-hmm. let's be realistic, they haven't signed people uh, other long than, you know, Buster Posey, the people that came up through the program. Uh, they'll sign for longer terms, but they have been against that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's two or three year deals, you know, uh, and then we'll see how things are going and we'll resign you again type of thing. And if you're getting your AAV, I don't see what the problem with that is. You know, long term contracts open you up to a lot of issues. You know, I know mm-hmm. that everybody likes to be secured as a player. You want to get a long term contract, you're guaranteed so many years. You know, and you're not going to get too many people that offer to give money back. I know a few right. of them do, but, right. but uh, right. you know, I, you kind of run into those issues. And I, I don't like, and he was not my 12-year guy. Aaron Judge, for eight, nine years, I was going to be okay with. Because right. if it was presented were, right and, now, and I was not a guy. Cap, and the Giants were clearing all kinds of cap money to get him, to try to get him. Yeah, well, they had they had three hundred and uh, I was talking to the guy for the Chronicle, and he they had uh, I estimated it was two hundred and eighty million for the that they could do, and I was about right. It's about two hundred seventy eight uh, mm-hmm. that they could put on the books for just for next year because they've right. got everybody cleared out now. Right. Uh, right. They got Tommy Lastella as dead money now because they released him, mm-hmm. uh, but that's uh, I think that was only about twelve million, uh, mm-hmm. I believe. So they don't have any dead money on the books, really. Uh, you know, they let a lot of free agents go. They let Austin Wins go, the backup catcher, and I'm very unhappy about that. I yeah. thought Austin Wins did a great job last year as a backup catcher. I did not like the fact we picked up uh, Luke Jackson, who pitched for the Braves two years ago, the World mm-hmm. Series, and then he yeah. had Tommy John surgery last year. And so I guess people were acting like Tommy John surgery is like having your tonsils out anymore. I mean, right. ever since John Smoltz had it, and he come back with three miles an hour plus <laughs> on his fastball. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that I, it's looked at. It's pretty. It's almost routine now, um, and yeah. I like them. I, I do like that addition to the bullpen, and I like the Rogers twins. I think there's a psychological advantage of having your identical twin brother on the team. I mm-hmm. think those two will benefit from that situation. Taylor uh, and Tyler Rogers with the, the one thing with the time. So yeah, talk to me about talk to me about my White Sox. I've had discussions with many people, including Scott Merkin of uh, MLB.com, mm-hmm. and they agree with me mm-hmm. is that the one major piece they're pi- they're missing is what you just talked about with the Giants pitching. Left hand pitching. It's White Sox need left hand pitching. They yes. are so short on left hand pitching. 
I mean, it's really like that Clevenger. And I got to tell you, especially, you know, I watched Clevenger all year out West mm-hmm. and he can have his good games and he can let the ball up. So right. he's an okay sign. Ben Intendi was a great sign. Uh, I think that Ben Intendi is going to be good for us at the top of the lineup. Yes. Uh, I, li- I like the defensive improvement too. Uh, I was kind of surprised they didn't resign AJ Pollock a little bit, but Seattle picked him up. That's a great move for them. Yeah, you know, Seattle picked him up, signed him for seven million. Uh, I've always liked AJ. Of course, he's a Notre Namer, so I'm going to like AJ. Of course, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I keep I keep track of some of the Notre Dame. You know, Giants drafted two starting pitchers from Notre Dame's team last year. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of tracking mm-hmm. them too. But uh, the White Sox. Uh, I don't know what it was about last year. They had the same problems the Giants had, which was injuries. 14 yes. people on the DL at the same time. That I don't care what team you are, you're not going to recover from that. And that's uh, including the chemistry, you're moving that's, people. And that's including Tim Anderson at the top of the lineup. Yeah. Um, I'm still kind of uh, ambivalent about Tim Anderson. I love the talent. Uh, I sometimes I, I, I don't know if it's not that he doesn't try. I don't know what that is. There's something that bugs me a little bit about him, but he's a great player. I mean, he's a great hitter. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, when he's in there and he wants to do his thing, he does his thing. Um, so what you know, so, so, so what what changed with Tim Anderson from 2021 to 2022? What was the what was the magic change? What was the magic change with him? I mean. Because it seems like I, it seems like he, I know injuries have a lot to do with this, but it seems like he fell off. Injuries or not, am I wrong? No, it did seem like that a little bit, and uh, I know a lot of people don't like to point to it. So it's probably not really an issue that you can be a causality of it. But I, I think that some people in that clubhouse didn't like the fact that Tony Russo was there. You know, I I, yeah. I think that. And I've liked Tony for years because he's been a great, great manager. But I think a little of that, and I thought it showed up when he decided not to come back. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the guy that filled in, who sh- they should have kept as manager, in my opinion, uh, came in and, I, and they started winning games. I think there was a little discontent there. Yeah. And for I what agree. reason, I don't know. But well, Tony LaRusa has uh, since retired, and they have a new manager now. Yeah. I mean, that was just a strange that was just a strange transition for me you know from Tony the Tony LaRusso to their interim manager and now they get a brand new manager from uh uh can from uh Kansas City how's he going to fit with this team i don't know i i haven't i haven't done any research on him um i, I was busy actually looking up uh I, I forget his name now who who filled in for at the end of the year was his last name was uh, not Cairo what was his name manager there I, I'm getting old, so some of the names just escape me. Yeah, some of the names escape me too. Some some of the names some of the names escape me too. That's weird. It, it's, it's yeah it's something something um something just didn't something just didn't click the second year with uh with with Larusa. Yeah, and I don't people say those old schoolers. Miguel, school. I don't Miguel buy that Cairo because I before. Miguel Cairo. Okay, it was Cairo. Thank you. Okay, yeah, yeah thank you. Miguel Cairo. Uh, I, I I thought he did a fabulous job when he came in there. I, I thought he pushed the right buttons. He used the bullpen mm-hmm. very well. Uh, for what you know, the White Sox bullpen could have its days though. Whoa, I mean, there oh are some gosh. games that 
I mean, so just like my team, I mean, there were some days where you're like, get some guy out of the stands to come in there because it was just right. Uh, watching them give up eight run leads and like things like that. It was just, but then they had their days when they looked fabulous. Lance Lynn's another one. I mean, I've watched Lance Lynn's. We played with him for years when mm-hmm. we had to play against the Cardinals uh, yeah. on the World Series runs, and he was a pain in the butt to to mm-hmm. beat. You know, and, and uh, him and um, uh, what's his name, Wainwright, and those guys. That was tough, tough series. Uh, the mm-hmm. one year we took them pretty easily, but you know, that was the Scudero year. <laughs> yeah, Scudero and Panda back to back in the lineup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scudero batting second, Again. Panda batting third. That's yeah, that's hard. Yeah. That's hard to contend with. That's hard to contend. Yeah, with. especially that's with Scudero's hitting four ninety. <laughs> Let, let's yeah, go to the let's, let's go to the fanatics feedback zone. My good buddy Sharif Ahmed, he says he's at his one of his favorite smoke shops, uh, smoking a cigar, watching the snowman. Thank you very much. Talk about this. I, I want your thoughts on this. Jose Abreu, 2020 MVP, White Sox stalwart for a long time, and, and I said it when the deal happened. The rich get richer. He's now in Houston. How is he going to benefit that lineup? Um, well, he's going to hurt him a little on defense. Um, not a lot, but a, a little bit, I think. Do they keep I'm not sure how that plays in Houston. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not sure how they're going to work that. I mean, I'm sure Dusty mm-hmm. has an idea. Dusty's really good at it's pieces Dusty, on it's the Dusty field. Baker. It's Dusty, it's Dusty right. Baker, the manager, the manager of the year. He's not going to Right. <laughs> but, I well, mean, he's better now. I mean, yeah. I, I have three things, Brian, that in past sports history that still bug me. The mm-hmm. 1981 Notre Dame team that let Danny Ainge come down and score the winning bucket. That still bugs yep. me. Yep. Jim Fry keeping Sutcliffe out. So game five against San Diego in 84. I remember that. that. Me. And then 2002 when he pulled Russ Ortiz 7-0 lead. That bugged me, and it still does. <laughs> that was game. That was game six of the World Series, was it not? They were, five, yep, they, were five, they were a five nothing, and the Angels wound up winning six to five. Why right, did he trust his bullpen? Remember, Why did he trust his bullpen with that? Well, lead? With, well hmm. our bullpen was doing really good. I remember that because, but he brought in uh, Felix. Was it Felix? Uh, he just set the record for the most consecutive appearances in a row in the postseason, and you're bringing him in again. And mm-hmm. I know the guys at the back end retired. And Russ Ortiz is one of them guys where we used to have a word for F and Russ because he could walk yes. the bases loaded and then strike out the side. That, that's and, the way Russ yeah, and wind up getting out, and wind up getting out of the jam. <laughs> yeah, so he gets up two little fluky kind of hits that weren't even. I don't know. I, 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 it, decision is time, you know. The manager, he hates to say that you know second guess him, but I just don't pull Russ Ortiz in that situation. No, I, I, he's I, been, I keep him in. He was he was dealing in the, yeah, to that. He made he made that Angels lineup look in all in all essence the way they were supposed yeah. to look. They were supposed to look yep. they were supposed to look pedestrian, and Russell Ortiz was doing that for seven innings, and then the home run by Barry yeah. Bonds put him up four nothing. You figure four nothing yep. with Russell Ortiz dealing the way he was dealing, especially working his off speed pitches. That was enough for them to clinch the World Series. Yeah, I mean Russ, I followed from the Braves on over, and that's the way he pitched. He would mm-hmm. probably give up a couple runs in that inning, but it's not mm-hmm. going to be you know, giving up. You're not going to give up the lead, and right. I think you can wait a little bit longer. But you know, the starters that we had that year, Woody, Kirk Reeder, and some of them, we had to use our bullpen quite a bit too. Yeah, I mean, bullpen yeah, yeah. was pretty strong, but it was an offensive built team. 
you know, back then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But that, that, that just one that bugs me. I don't, personally, Dusty Baker's a Hall of Fame manager. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I like Dusty. That's the only critique I have of his manager. But and you, this year, you know he did something. a good job of the World Series. So, But you know something? Dusty got his ring. You know, Joe Davis said it during yeah. the Fox broadcast. I, Dusty got his Dusty yep. got his ring. And now you can, yep. you can, what did Kevin Garnett, how did Kevin Garnett put it? He's officially certified now. I mean, he's all, he's a Hall of Famer, <laughs> the World Series champion. Yep. And you know, he wants blood. He wants another, he, he wants another one. And I already, yeah, predicted, sure he does. I already predicted if the Sox get their pitching, if the White Sox get their pitching together, it'll be a Houston, Chicago, American League championship series, but that's going to depend on 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 start on starting pitching couple more notes here um your thoughts on this abreu will be a dh and will switch with um guriel i think that's a good idea to have abreu start as a dh and then test and then test him at first at, at, at first base yeah i'm not you know i don't know his personal feelings on dh i know that if you look at the dh in the national league overall throughout the year it didn't even compete with the american league because it's not a we're not used to it yet um, right. But I don't know. I don't know his personal feelings on it. Sometimes people have to be on the field to stay in rhythm. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I agree with you that, and I agree with that that matchup if things work out with Chicago doing their job. Uh, okay. I, I think that I think that that sounds right because yeah, I, I, I expect people are going to be on the I, Yankees bandwagon. I expect the Sox to make some moves to shore up their pitching, in particular the bullpen. Uh, with Liam Hendricks going through cancer treatments, all prayers to Liam Hendricks, right. and I expect him to come back right. stronger than ever. You know, at <laughs> hey, cancer survivor here. All right, the treatments yep. are not the treatments are not easy. All right, and right. I I did it through I did it through surgery, and he's probably going to do it through surgery. But there's just something about this White Sox team, and not just because I'm a White Sox fan, but there's just something about this team if they fill in. A couple of the big holes, one of which is in the bullpen, and the other you mentioned at the top of the program, left-handed starter. They fill those two holes, and there's still plenty of time to do so. Then they're good. No one will touch. No one will touch them, and they got to stay healthy as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think you're going to see what happened last year to our teams. I, I don't. I don't see that happening. I know that you know we, uh, you know, Longoria moved on. Uh, right. A couple of people that were injured. Uh, this will probably be Cropper's last year maybe I think he him and you know Buster Posey are such good friends that he might be eyeing that retirement and I'll tell you what though he's still number four in the range factor out there for short stops and he's the oldest one (laughs) because he just spoils us to death but uh is this it for him is this his final Um, year it might be because he signed a two-year deal extension uh, and I think mm-hmm. he did that on purpose. I really do. Because I think when Buster retired, it kind of took a little bit. Well, it took a lot out of the team not having him there. I mean, it was, he was always, you know, yeah, Buster was I'm, always I'm the Buster general. Was that never affected by anything. Yep. Yeah. B- Buster was that yep. glue for the for the Giants. And I miss seeing number 28 play. I do, too. Did you hear Jeremy Appelt's story about when he came in to pitch against Kansas City? He came <laughs> in. He had an eye infection. He couldn't see. And mm-hmm. he, I saw he, he Buster Buster came out. And he says, Man, "Buster, I I see three gloves." He goes, "Buster," he said, didn't "Even bat an eye goes throw it the one in the middle." <laughs> 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 Nothing up says Buster post, and and he, Apple did an awesome job right before Matt came in and cleaned it up. 
He did. Yeah, Athol was did. really he, one of my favorite. Athol was so good against left-hand batters, and he was a lefty. I love that. And Lopez, mm-hmm. you, if you're left-handed against Lopez, you were done. <laughs> right. Javi Lopez was just mowing down on the left-hand side. Javi Lopez so, mowed yeah. everyone down. One final question yeah. before we go to a break. Yeah. Uh, comment here from Sharif. Houston will have the best starting pitching in baseball. And mm-hmm. I had even minus Justin Verlander. Do you agree with that? Uh, there's a, there's three or four uh, staffs out there that could almost throw that flag up. Mm-hmm. Um, one that's not talked about as much is the Toronto Blue Jays. It was Kevin right. leading them with the best splitter in baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, they have uh, the young kid that, that uh, he might see some time this year um, come up from a high, not high, uh, double A. Uh, he's a lefty and he's got a, like a whip of like 1.09 down there. So uh, I think the, the Toronto has a stake in saying that. I, I know one thing, Yankees can't say that they have that. <laughs> I, you know, uh, Houston, yeah, you can make that argument. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And it's hard to find Dinks in their armor right now in Houston. Well, there's one pitcher really for Houston is. that there's one pitcher for Houston during the playoffs, a side of Verlander that I, Absolutely fell in love with. That's Farmer Valdez, their lefty. Yes, yeah. Farmer Valdez, yeah, yeah. something else. Yep. yep, he was. And I, 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 of course, I'm a National League guy. I was rooting for the Phillies. They were the underdog, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But they had those moments. That moment in was game, was game three. The moment where it went, it just swayed to Houston. The whole momentum switch, and that was it. Uh, mm-hmm. If they would have come through, then it would have been probably a seven-game series, but they couldn't do it. And yeah. To be honest with you, you know, we beat the Phillies during the year with the same people on the field, and I yep. just—they just got hot, you know. That's yeah, they did. It is about at the, the end of the season, here. at the end of the season, they got into the—they got into the playoffs, and all they needed to do was get in, which they did, and all of a sudden they just took control of the National League. Yeah, they were one of the teams that we were supposed. The quote unquote chasing, which I knew that I didn't even want my team to be in the playoffs, to be honest with you, uh, because it just wasn't it wasn't right. But uh, yeah, I, I, going back to Houston, though, I, it's hard to find Houston in their armor right now, really. I mean, they got a good ball team. Uh, not to mention Christian Javier. Yeah. Not to mention Christian, Christian Javier, who helped throw a no hitter in the World Series. Yeah, don't get me started on that team no hitter thing. <laughs> No one ran through seven by himself. So. Right, right. I'd rather see one. I'd I rather see one pitcher yeah. go all the way with a no hitter. I'd rather see one pitcher yeah, just a, do just do the deal. Yeah, it's a it's a good feat to do. It's hard to do, but then again, if you look at it, a starting pitcher going nine innings that fourth time through the lineup, he's at a disadvantage. That third mm-hmm. and fourth time in the lineup, the pitcher's at a disadvantage. You're bringing in fresh arms every inning. You got the advantage. So. Right. Realistically, but you then, should see more of that. <laughs> and then there's the there's there's the tale of Jack Morris in 1991 yeah. in Game Seven, who just oh yeah vehemently told Tom Kelly he vehemently told Tom Kelly I'm not coming out, and yeah. that was one of the greatest World Series pitchers duels that I ever saw. Oh, it was yeah they showed John Smoltz and uh, Jack and uh, Jack Morris in Game Seven of the World Series. Yes. Yep, Smoltz went eight innings. The only problem was Morris went ten. Yep, Morris went ten innings. Yep. And to this day, he's the only pitcher to fire a 10 inning shutout in the World Series in a clincher. Yep. I, I couldn't believe he went off for the 10th inning. I, I still remember that game. 
I mean, mm-hmm. I remember a lot of the world, the world series and stuff like that from back then. Uh, yeah. And I was, I, I was shocked. You, though, there was no reason not to let them out. We weren't using pitch counts back then. I, I don't know right. what the pitch count was, but it wasn't that high. It couldn't have been over 120. So he's still effective. You got to kind of go with the horse. The Dodgers learned the hard way last year that metrics mm-hmm. don't work. You and they're going to learn Anderson, the hard way. The horse is winning the race. And they're going to they're going to learn the hard way this year that metrics don't work. It didn't yeah. work against San Diego and it's not going to work. It's not going to work no. this year. Dana Reagan with our premier edition, Dana Reagan with our premier edition of baseball bros here on the afternoon program called the Brian snow show. We're going to break this off into a baseball coverage show. Uh, we're going to do it probably in April. We're going to get it all together. It'll be the half, half hour rapid fire uh, segment. Just like you, just like you see here, but we'll keep it within this on a weekly basis. Dana, I love you. Thanks, thanks for coming on, I, brother. I, I appreciate you. No problem. Glad to be on, man. Take care. Have a good show. Thanks, man. Dana Reagan joining us here on the program, talking baseball. And yes, uh, where is where is Victor's coming? Right at the top. Right at the top. Baseball. Who talks baseball? Well, we do. And Victor, you do too. You do too. You know. You know we talk baseball. You know we we love to talk baseball. Let's pause for a break, and when we come back, an old friend appears on the Brian Snow Show. Back in a minute. So this thing called sports, it has fans again. It has full stadiums, full arenas, and more. And you want to be a part of it, don't you? Of course you do. If you begin to scour the resale market, there will be tickets available. And what you need to get those tickets that you want so badly is SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the app available to you that lends a hand in helping you get the tickets that you want for the events that you want. SeatGeek rates the tickets on a 1 to 10 scale, and the best part is the tickets are vetted for authenticity so you know what you are getting and you know you are not getting scammed. And now you can save even more by using the code SNOWMAN and getting 20 bucks off with your very first purchase. Yes, you can do all of that with the power of SeatGeek, helping you get to the games that you want so you fans can fan. So let's all fan. The original Think Drink is back. Level up with proven ingredients formulated to crush your competition. No gimmicks, no jitters, no messing around. Just high potency results that keep you moving day or night. There's a new nerd in town, and we came to play. Nerd Focus, smarter than energy. I want to do a TED Talk, but I don't have anything to talk about yet. I'm getting there. Life is for the living. We're not here that long. You can learn anything you want to learn without any money spent. What do I really enjoy? What do I really want out of life? I am your host, W-I-Z-E. Are you in a life-holding pattern? Well, this is for you. Welcome to the Stuck In My Mind podcast. Welcome back to the Brian Snow Show on this Tuesday afternoon. We'll be with you Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Unless there's a, a, a preemption in, in, in programming, this is the time you need to mark on Monday through Friday. So you'll see me twice a day, Monday through Friday. Picture this. A near-death experience wakes you up 
and you say, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to get well. I'm going to chase my dreams and do everything I need to do to have a full life. Well, that's what this person, well, aside of my wife, Jody, that's what this person taught me. She joins me right now. It's Stacy, Dr. Dr. Nub. I forgot her name. I, <laughs> no, Dr. Nub and no fucks. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I got a degree in everything. <laughs> How are you, my dear? It's great to have you back on. God, Brian, I have missed you. Um, missed you. I'm, I'm in the middle of a bad flare, so whatever I say, if anyone gets insulted, I'm talking the brain injury. I don't give a shit. Right. So I'm doing right. phenomenal. I'm doing and phenomenal. I don't, I don't expect you to give a shit. In fact, I'm glad you don't give a shit because I don't either. No I Absolutely. I, 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 look. My wife said it to said it back to me. Zero, no, zero fucks to give. That's about where we're at. That's about where I'm. Uh, no, I'm beyond that. Let me just be real. I'm beyond. Are you in the I'm land here. of the magical nama no fucks? Is that what you're telling me? That's exactly what I'm telling you. <laughs> that's ex that's exactly what I'm telling you. I I've said it diplomatically for years. Sometimes you just get tired. Well, in this case, I'm fucking beyond tired. I'm beyond tired. I'm I'm. I'm done doing things conventional ways now. Amen. You know, I learned that I've learned that from two very special people, you and Jody. We're, we got we got to be non-conventional. We can't. Yeah, we have to be outside of the fucking box. Burn that bitch. Build your own. I I finally burnt that some bitch when when it turned midnight, and when I right. kissed Jody and we said Happy New Year and then passed out. We woke up. And started getting notebooks together and say, look, this is how we're going to handle things from here on out. This is how we're going to make our fortune. And this is where this is where we're going to go. When you reach exactly. that point, no one can stop you. You're unstoppable. You got God. You got everything. Seriously. Mm -hmm. you, are, you I'm telling you, it's unbelievable way, a magical, magical way to go through life. I, I never would have believed it if I didn't experience it. But you've seen me from the beginning. I have you've seen. I have. I, shucks, that's why I had you on the morning show for the for the longest time. And even before I went in for for uh, cancer surgery, you know, I had you on each week, had you on uh, afterwards. And then um, my health took a dip and Same. I had to get that back. I had to get that back together. <clears throat> and Jody looked at me and said, look, you're not taking care of yourself. And that frightens me. Oh, that kind of gave that kind of gave me the wake up call I needed. So today. Yesterday and today, I've been making sure I get all the meds in, get my exercise in, get Lucy out for a while, get some get some air, and just you know go with the flow. You know, I'm tired of doing things in a, in a structured setting. Sometimes I have to. This is one of the times where I have to be in a structured setting. But right outside of that, the hell with it. The absolute hell with it. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. And you're wearing a hat of one of the vehicles I want very badly in the Land Rover. My white Range Rover is sitting in the driveway. <laughs> Don't I tell anyone. I'm not. <laughs> Don't tell anyone, she says. And yet she announces it on my show with people with people watching. Listen, I must tell you this. I've given up caffeine. I am very, very proud of you. This is full of ice water. And this is full of ice water. All right. I have a better question and a bigger question for you. Talk to me. Are you meditating? Every day. 
Amazed that's because that's more important than what the fuck you're putting in your body. Start it here is. and then work on the body. That's what I learned. That is what it, I learned. It is, it is important. I take about twenty minutes every day just to sit so proud and of you. let my mind drift and wherever it's wherever it stops. And I don't even I, I set the alarm. I, I set the clock for twenty minutes, but sometimes it's thirty, sometimes it's forty, mm-hmm. and. I'm listening to, I'm also listening to my body. If I have to go down for a little while for a nap, then I just go down for a nap. And I just, I don't, the only time I set an alarm is when I have to get up and do my morning show. That's it. That's the only time I have to, that's the only time I set an alarm. Every other time I go down for a nap, I wake up when I, I wake up when my body wakes me up. And who taught you how to meditate? Just You did. You did it on the air. You did it on the air. You did. You did it on the air with me. We did it live here. I took your morning. virginity. I took your meditation virginity. Yes, you, you, I did. You, my, you popped my meditation cherry. There you go. How's that? Thank she popped you. The, uh, look, folks, if you don't follow Stacy, you need to. She's absolutely awesome. She will get you meditating. Lord knows she's gotten me meditating, and Jody's helped out in the process. It's medication. And, yeah, look, it's the best medication I've ever taken. All right. Just some time alone and some time away. Amen. And I take my I take my glasses off. I don't have my I don't have the phone with I put the phone down and I just drift. That's the best thing you can do for your body and your brain. It's just relax and let, let your mind drift. And you can't you you can't put it in a structure you can't put that in a structure because who says you can do every you can meditate about everything in 20 minutes well sometimes i've sat for an hour just in one spot and just letting everything catch up best move yeah. be- best best medicine ever can i give a little tip though because i know a lot of people two years ago i was like what the fuck i can't meditate i needed meditation right. for dummies right. So I couldn't do it. So I had to get into a, a mindset where I practice practice mindfulness. Mm-hmm. So for 24 hours, I said, appreciate all the beauty around you. Don't even fucking meditate. Wow, right. that tree is beautiful. Motherfuckers, I'm going to knock you off the road, but you're beautiful. You know, right. you always got to find the beauty. Do it for 24 hours, Brian. Seriously. If you can't fucking meditate, find the Zen right in front of you. Heaven is right in mm-hmm. front of us. Just boom, open our eyes. Well, there's one little piece of meditate. There's one little piece of beautifulness that helps me on a daily basis. She's got four legs. She's got a pair of floppy ears and her name's Lucy. And I appreciate Lucy so much calming me down when I'm stressed. You know, my wife helps. My wife's helped. My wife helps to calm me down when she knows I'm stressed out. But my little dog, Lucy, who chose me when I met Jody, Lucy chose me because she drove up to uh, they drove up to Michigan City to meet me. Lucy hopped out the car, you know, pawed my pants for a little bit, and she just gave me this look of, "Okay, you're good. Let's go," and hopped right back in the car, waiting for me to get in. And I'm I'm going okay. And what happened? As soon as we hit the road, she's right in my lap. Love it. I she's love right, it. Oh, she's my right dogs, I want nothing to do with you. It, it, uh, yeah, people, they can go but for me you got to be a dog person because y- dogs are the soul oh my gosh yes yeah and i love cats too i i have there i have four cats in our uh barn here 
<laughs> and that uh, Joe that Jody picked up. We got a bunch of rabbits, and that's the time you know I I'm learning to go out there and feed the cats and oh, uh, feed, and feed the and feed the rabbits. Just be just do things simple, you know. Simple but life. With, with, but with Lucy, Lucy knows when I'm tired. Lucy, Lucy knows when I'm tired because she'll come up to me and she'll put her paws on me and leave him there. And she'll just look at me, look up at me going, okay, you know, you got to drop for a while. You know, you got to go down. You can, you know, I got to go down for a while. And she'll hear me sign off of the morning show. And then she'll just come hop on my, she'll just come hop on my lap or she'll go crazy because she knows, okay, he's going to take me out. And then we're going to go down for a nap. Mm -hmm. My son has two dogs, Jenny and uh, Ferguson. And I got to tell this funny story. Ferguson scared the shit out of me because Jody told me how big he was, but I didn't, I didn't believe it at first. And then Ferguson walked in and I nearly jumped out the back door and I'm like, what? And then I did this. And so Ferguson did this. And Dakota, my son says he wants to give you a hug. I go, okay. Aww. Man, Ferguson and I have been like this ever since. Ever I since that day. I love it. I tell I tell you this one. Um, we drove up from North Carolina to visit to visit Dakota and visit our in-laws. And we stayed at uh, my son's place. I was fast asleep. I, I was knocked out. And Lucy was on my right side because I felt her bump me. I spin over to my left and I opened my eyes briefly. And there's this face sitting right here in front of me. And it's Ferguson with his cute self going, what are you doing, Grampy? Aww. What are you doing right there? And of course, unconditional he love. And the only he, unconditional love. I love and, it. And, and of course, he winds up in my lap. Of so course. Uh, next, next day, Jody wakes up. Jody wakes up um spending most she spent most of the night talking to dakota because he had a lot to talk about and dakota and i hadn't known each other well enough for him to come to me and you know i say this to him all the time you know if you want to talk to me about something just come to me you know it's something he has to get used to which i've found out about uh about my children through marriage and that's fine i can i can live with that right but jody walked by me and she says all right we have to get going and she stopped and saw me Ferguson on this side, Lucy on this side, and she says, "You're just squished." Yeah, I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> but tell everybody how important med meditation is, or just getting out in nature and just letting your brain, letting your mind drift. Tell everybody how important that is because that's one of the first things you taught me. All right, so basically, we're all born with a little spark in us, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Who gives a shit? Okay, at right. nine months the spark is gone. <laughs> yep. So you go all of your life to find that fucking spark. Yes. There are voices that come from this spark. We mm -hmm. can't hear them if we're always on the fucking phone, if we're always talking, if we never listen. Right. If we're all set in that old programming of what happened to us in our childhood, teenage mm -hmm. years, adulthood to now, mm -hmm. we have to listen to that voice. There's a reason it's they say, trust your God. I didn't make any of this up. None of it. This, this is, you know, you follow what's not broken. Mm -hmm. This works. You have mm -hmm. to be able to hear that voice in your head. You have yeah. to be willing to listen. When you hear that, si the sound of silence, 
when you can access that through meditation, mindfulness, gratitude, my God, pick three things. If you can't do all the other shit, Mm -hmm. you have to hear that voice and you can't if it's too fucking cluttered up here. So mindfulness and meditation allows us to calm our minds, calm our nervous system. A lot of trauma survivors are stuck in fight or flight. Right. You are trucking a trauma. See the brain fog. I sound like a, you know, the forest gump here, <laughs> but you, your body is stuck in fight or flight as a trauma response. And if you do not re- reprogram all that shit mm-hmm. by doing the, the work, the deep internal work, you're, you're not going to hear the voices. You're not going to get that spark. Right. Don't ever let anyone dim your sparkle. Mine was dimmed for 45 fucking years. I got a lot of glitter shit to share. Understood. So that's what I'm saying. When people have this spark of God, Buddha, Allah, Ralph, Roger, whatever the hell you want to call it, it doesn't matter. Call it fucking something. Mm-hmm. Create a something. Thank you, whatever. Right. Thank you, star in the sky, for giving me another day on this earth. What am I supposed to do the rest of my life? That's mm-hmm. basically where I was at. Mm-hmm. I was miserable. You know, I was suicidal. I was ideations. I've been, what I've survived is unimaginable. People are not waking up. And right now people need to wake the fuck up. They do. They need to wake the fuck up. They need to wake the fuck up. They need to wake the fuck up fast. Because they Now, I don't, don't waste my time. I teach this shit now, but I'm like, don't waste my time. Mm-hmm. No excuses. And, and that's how you're supposed, and that's how it's, it is supposed to be now. Now, yeah, but stubborn Stacy, who doesn't listen to anyone, was like, "Oh shit!" Start hey, listening. guilty as charged. Guilty as charged, especially after my cancer surgery. Fuck yeah! And I didn't know what my body was. I didn't know what the fuck my body was going through. You know, being in the bath, being in the bathroom all the time. Thankfully, it's calmed down. It's getting it, it, it's getting better, and it's simple things like. I don't know, chewing my food, taking taking smaller bites, because you know me. I love food. I absolutely love food, which was a vice of mine for many years. Yeah. And Jody yanked me aside and said, look, I want you to take care of yourself. Chew your food. Eat slower. Eat smaller bites. It's finally clicking. I know your baby steps, but I've told you from day one, be kinder. Mm -hmm. Yep. Be kinder. Enjoy the journey. Stop focusing on the destination. Little steps, whatever you can do today, Mm -hmm. do it. And don't fucking beat yourself up. I mean, we are supposed to be human. We're supposed to live a fun, fulfilled life. Yep. And I cancer. (laughs) And I've been so guilty of beating myself up for many, many years. Especially Especially lately. Ho'oponopono, I just I just blessed your ass with the forgiveness Hawaiian prayer shit. Say it a couple times, I'll send you the prayer, you're healed. I appreciate it. I appreciate (laughs) it. I mean, and and this is our friendship, folks. Stacey will just throw things at me and then couple it with you're welcome. What the No, I smack you down. Yeah. Stop drinking the fucking soda. Stop drinking sugar. I beat you down. Yes, you did. I'm proud of you. But you needed it. You're here for a reason, Brian. You weren't mm-hmm. living the life you were supposed to live. Finally. Finally getting, finally getting there. And I, and I wasn't... And it was pancreatic. It was stage three pancreatic cancer. You should not According be here. So many... Thank you. You just beat me to it. I'm not even supposed to be here. I'm not even supposed to be sitting here doing this. I'm not even supposed to be walking. I'm not even supposed to be standing upright. You're supposed to be dead. I'm supposed yes. to be in the ground. 
Yes. Well, I'm not. I'm above ground. And, and I tell you what, there are people that wish death upon me when I had pan- when I told them I had pancreatic cancer. I mean, they just the folks at Duke Hospital basically told my wife prepare for a casket. My wife and I was chemoed out at the time. I was taking oral uh, chemotherapy. My wife, Jody, the strongest woman I know, looked me in the eye and said, look, I know you love North Carolina, but fuck this shit. We're going up to Indiana and we're going to get some better care for you because I need you here. Yes. Well, thank you, Dr. Attila Nakib and his surgical team on April 4th of 22. Here I am. Mm-hmm. Six foot five, 235 pounds, getting stronger. Really but you advocated. Stronger. She, mm-hmm. Jody, advocated. Jody, no one in. advocates anymore. Right. No one wants to be responsible. Take responsibility of your own health. Advocate for yourself because the doctors and nurses aren't going to do it. And no, as a nurse, not. I can say that as an oncology nurse, take care of your own fucking health, man. People are dying. I can't stand it. Obviously, and and you walked away from yeah. you walked away from that because you went through a situation where. In 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 lamest terms, they were killing you. Bye. I was on twenty critical condition, twenty four seven care. Bye bye. I was on my way out, just like you. Mm-hmm. And then you told me one day, look, I'm walking away from this. I can't do it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna heal myself. I have taken that, and I'm healing myself too. This is a part, and what people don't understand, this is a part of it. This is only a small. This is only a small part of it. You know, getting out, breathing, breathing the air, having my dog, seeing my dog run around. Simple. But obeying, Simple. The free but obeying shit. The, yep. The free uh, shit. The free shit. Exactly. And this is what people don't appreciate anymore. Yeah. We got to go. Until it gets but, taken away. We got to get, but Nama No Fucks joins me. I'm going to make sure she joins me every week in the afternoon. <laughs> Thank you, my dear, so much. I love you. I can't wait for you to come back next week and share some more stories with me. I appreciate it. Love you. That's the that's one of the few times where you'll hear me unfiltered. But you know what? I love it. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Thank you to Dana Reagan. Thank you to Stacey Pedrahita, Dr. Nama Nofux herself. We're out of here. We'll see you next time on The Brian Snow Show. So long, everybody. tuning into the brian snow show where sports is the base life and fun are the results